Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast, coming to you once again from the top floor of 222 Studios here in Toledo, Ohio. How you like that, Jen? Top floor, we're what? Top shelf. Six foot above ground here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah. I should have said six feet under. I haven't said that in a long time. No, you haven't. No, but we are above. But I'm um, just glad I'm topside this week. That's all I can say, everybody. Welcome Busy. back to the show. We had our yes. family Christmas party. That was great. That was wild. I have my festive meowy Christmas, ugly Christmas sweater on today. <laughs> with, it has jingle bells on it. <laughs> <laughs> so this is our Christmas special, and we have a very special guest today. We do. With us today, we have psychic medium, healer, remote viewer, paranormal survivor, TV show star. <laughs> Adam Wislak. Welcome to the show. Oh my gosh, thank you guys so much. Did I, I pronounce it. it correctly? You did, you did. <gasps> I get a point. I get I one point. you did. I know it's difficult. That's you know why I usually go with other names uh, whenever I'm talking to people and things yeah. because it really is. I mean, people get it met wrong all the well, time. Well, I think anybody from Toledo has no problem pronouncing a Polish name or, or any type mm-hmm. of, um, you know, what would you call it? Uh, uh, um, Polish name. Any kind. Of, <laughs> it is. Is it Polish? It is Polish. Oh, yes. Two yeah. points today. Well, you know, it, most people usually think it's got to have the ski at the yeah. end, and yeah. mine's a little bit different, which is you know cool in some regards. But right. then everybody tries to say that letter C, and you don't. The C is silent. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, I think yeah. you know when you grew up in like the sixties, seventies, and eighties, and in the Midwest, like you know everybody just has those names. Like we <laughs> we were watching the news the other day, and they have all these brand new newscasters, right? And none of them were saying the names of the streets in yeah. Toledo correctly. And I'm like, they were like, Secor Road. I'm like, dude, it's Secor. You better get it right. <laughs> oh, I, I want to tell you a joke. And yeah. you're going to oh, no. appreciate okay. this Let's one. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I saw this meme the other day because Adam and I were talking about, you know, stepping up our meme game this year. Um, it said... Girls in Toledo have names like Asia, Paris, and London, but they're looking more like Bancroft, Dorrance. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you have to be from Toledo to understand. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you don't know those roads, then. <laughs> I have not laughed that hard in so long. That's great. I yes. like that. I'm yeah. going to hold on to that one. I'm going to use that for the holidays. Use it. Go for it. <laughs> I was working in an auto parts store, and on a return, someone wrote down, that they lived on Doe Street, D-O-O. I'm like, Doe, where's that? He's like, oh, we're by Seaco. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but anyhow, getting out of Toledo. I know, we, right? Our poor listeners very... in like California are like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, if you ever come visit, you'll have a great idea because you'll yes. just look at a lot of things. Yeah. Drive down around, uh, drive down some streets, and you'll uh, you'll get a good idea what we're yeah, talking about. Sure. Door Street is actually spelled D O R R. Yeah, true. So that's a Toledo thing. Yeah, yeah. yes. Sure. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Speaking of Toledo, Where? what's going on? What what's the vibe here in in our small little sector of the universe? Gosh, I mean, you know, at least. Uh, 
What are you feeling? <laughs> you know, it's weird. I mean, Toledo, I've spent more time in Michigan than I do Toledo, yet I live down this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, as I, I, since I'm up in Michigan so much more, um, I, and I didn't know, because even when I got into this whole field and everything like that, I didn't, I didn't, didn't know a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to try to even get into some of the, you know... Because like just trying to contact teams and things like that just to just say hey right. was a little difficult, you know, years ago. And then, um, but I just happened to get lucky and was up in Michigan. But, um, you know, it seems like there's been some changes. There's been some differences. I mean, I've you know, you can't help but notice some of the Toledo teams. There's a lot of different people have moved on or they've mm-hmm. done other things or they've done solo stuff. So, I mean, there's definitely been a shift in things. And um, in, in some regard, you do see it looks like, you know, Maybe there's a little bit more friendliness going on, you know, yeah. it, a little bit more. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's, you know, the perfect, but, you know, yeah. what is, but, you know. What do you feel about, like, overall um, energy of this area? Like, do you feel like the paranormal has ramped up, like, the the activity in and around this area since there's such a highlight with people joining paranormal teams and out investigating just say in the last five years. Yeah. Well, I would think so. You know, you just even then being fr- starting to get to be friends with a lot of the teams you, and you're seeing their pages and you're, you know, obviously there's some that they can't talk in depth with, but mm-hmm. you are seeing, you know, there's been a ramp, there, there, a ramp up in, in investigations, you know, or situations. And, and even then there's a lot of businesses and places that we mm-hmm. all know that, you know, have opened their doors for other people to come investigate. Mm-hmm. It's not just been one particular team that could get in there. Yeah. And so, you know, it seems like it's ramped up. It seems to be a little bit more, um, common yeah. if you want to say because mm-hmm. a lot of people have been going like you know I another team was hosting a place and I just happened to be there for a birthday dinner and you know I knew who they were and mm-hmm. so we were catching up a little bit because it's been a while since with COVID and everything but it was great to talk to them but they were having a group of uh, people that signed up to be there and it was kind of cool so I'm mm-hmm. like well okay some more people are getting around and checking these places out so it's yeah. neat to see the expansion going on and I you know I think we've always had it in this area we just haven't had the opportunities or maybe it's just the, 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 the right mood or the right positive energy to finally kind of bring all this together to, to share it. And I always experience. think like this area is a very unique area spiritually because, you know, it was originally the Great Black Swamp. And hence, hence your name. The yeah, right? Black right. Swamp. <laughs> <laughs> I was tying that yep, together. Yep. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, and, and many different factors were on the water. It's, you know, there is a history of uh, Native American land. There's a lot of limestone and salt and, you know, it's just the gamut of, of uh, all kinds of things that just add to the, yeah. right. to the uh, lower. I think, I think the big thing is the Native American stuff. And like downtown, there was an actual Indian burial mound down there that they bulldozed to make property and... I think that there's a lot of places downtown Toledo that are haunted, and I think that could be part of it. I think that could be yep. one of the reasons. Yep. And, and and that's the thing is, you know, a lot of that when, you know, there was burial mounds and stuff, they put, you know, some types of curses and things, however mm-hmm. you want to call mm-hmm. it. But there was things where they, you know, if you stand near there or interfering with that, you know, it unleashes something. <laughs> yeah. What exactly? You know, who knows? And but. I think 
bulldozing would count as yeah, <laughs> disturbing <for sure>. it. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because you said that up in uh, downtown Detroit, there's a, a fort that still exists. And uh-huh. It was during the Civil War. I don't know if you guys know of uh, historic Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the one casemate that's closest to the water was a burial mound. And when they bulldozed that, they just took the bones and chucked them into the <gasps> river. Oh, nice. Oh, my and gosh. lo and behold, that casemate, had all kinds of issues yeah. ever since they built the fort on top of it. So <laughs> let's talk a little bit about curses. Like, have you ever had any experience where somebody had a curse on them or maybe their property or their land? Um, have you seen that? Not on a particular person, but definitely the land. Obviously, you know, sometimes you, you at first wonder if it's, you know, the house or something mm-hmm. associated with that, but yeah, the land's a lot. And that has referred to, you know, uh, been with Native American stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I do a little bit more of the shamanic style of, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's my upbringing. And we, you know, you go through and you really go and, and try to get that land back to sort of calming everything down, mm-hmm. trying to get some positive energy back into it. You know, if you have to do some offerings like tobacco and things, because it is Native American, that's usually a, an easy one to, mm-hmm. to offer. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's been plenty of, the, not a lot, but I mean, I've seen it in a few locations, um, you know, even just normal houses you know that when you really if you know at first I don't do research because I'm not supposed to and then (laughs) afterwards I will come back and then you know once we finally you know can validate a few things then I'll go look and then you notice that you know when you back up a couple hundred years and oh well there wasn't nothing there it was just Native Americans or just open land and it's like you know who knows yeah who knows what went on in that land you know right so is it that you know these um the spirits of of the Native Americans are just at are they at, I'm just asking, mm-hmm. are they at unrest because the land has been disturbed and they felt so strongly about that? Yeah, well, okay. you think about it, Native Americans, I mean, everything was about, you know, uh, everything was provided for you, you know, mm-hmm. you, 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 they wake up in the morning and they're just being thankful for waking up. I mean, just like doing prayers, as we would call it, you know, mm-hmm. from a religious standpoint. And But they blessed everything, you know, they, uh, they appreciated everything and they didn't let things go to waste. So when you see, you know, the settlers coming mm-hmm. through and they're just, you know, knocking things down and wasting a lot. You know, it's a yeah. disrespect. And right. so the idea is if you treat Earth Mother correctly, then she'll treat you right. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's the problem is, is we just, you know, it's always about divide and conquer and just take what over and who mm-hmm. cares. But yet all these Native Americans had all this appreciation for what they have. And they lived great lives. It wasn't very long because they obviously didn't have medicines and things. Sure, but yeah. You know, because I was talking to my uh, family about that recently. It was just like, you know, they didn't live for very long. You know, ate great, you know, when they had food and things like that. But, you know, medicines and things that would help you live a little bit longer. But, yeah, um, essentially, you know, just disrespecting that land and stuff like that just can easily kick up anything, especially, you know, a burial ground area. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or or if there was another sacred site. I mean, I've been to some places where um, there was natural springs. And, man, the first time I was there, the, the energy was insane and so you could feel that they put mm-hmm. protections and things mm-hmm. over there and it was protections to ward people off and so even people like me that you can kind of sense just the energy side mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> they spin it around in circles and i'm <laughs> like i gotta step back a little bit yeah. you know <laughs> so. does that that affects you then you, it does yeah. yeah yeah i mean you know i have it to where i can kind of turn things on and off and okay. i did that on purpose you know i, I learned that way before i got into mediumship because mediumship came later on uh, but it was all about if I need to contact my guides, 
I open it up, I go to it, I talk to them, get my questions and answers and, you know, all that stuff. And then I get out and then I'm move on. So it's just on, off, on, off. Yeah. And I, when I started just, you know, figuring out, well, I'm really starting to love paranormal and yeah. I saw a lot of mediums and started talking to them and some took me under their wings. And so, um, I applied the same process of just like, okay, well, if I want to do a reading for somebody, boom, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Now about 99% of the time I can keep that switch on and off all the time. Other than that, you know, I can still feel energies. Like I can walk into a place, I can't see it or hear mm-hmm. them, but I can feel like well, there's something here. So maybe I'll, you know, I always do the finger thing and you know, <laughs> click and I'm on. Yeah. Oh, okay, here we go. So, um, but yeah, you can definitely feel it. I mean, I can go, I mean, the worst is obviously walking into like a grocery store or something and you just feel everybody's energy, oh, yeah. you know, okay. and that's, that's hard on a lot of mm-hmm. mediums. I mean, you can't go in there and you're trying to block, but that's why. It's in my head. You see that switch, literally an on-off switch. And once in a while, I'll change it to a dial. <laughs> so just, just to mix it up. Yeah. And I've heard a lots of times with psychic mediums or psychics and mediums, but I've heard that where they can't control it, and it does take a lot of practice and training to do that, where you can shut it off. Because, like you said, going into supermarkets or Walmart would drive you nuts. I mean, so many that have had it since the earliest memories mm-hmm. have that difficulty because they don't, they've never known how to turn it off. And I'm not saying they still can't. Yeah. They've also adjusted to it to where they are now. Mm-hmm. I just got into it later on and it was like, I just thought I could do it. And I was told even in the beginning, no, you can't turn it off. You can't turn it off. And I'm like, I'm turning it off. You know what I mean? I'm just, yeah. It's working. So like the game's but, on. I got to turn it off. It, yeah. but, but that, but that, you know, that opens up the, the whole door of there's so many things we don't know and understand. And we're still learning things. You know, there's obviously we will never know until we leave right. and cross yeah. over and, and, mm-hmm. and finally get all the secrets and answers that we've been looking for. But yeah, there's, there's still things out there that we don't know. So, I mean, you can't ever say that it's not possible. And yeah. then, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, um, take our listeners back just a little bit and mm-hmm. tell us if what you can mm-hmm. about your, or want to share, yeah. um, about your journey and, and how you came about um, having, what do you call it? Do you call it a gift or an ability? Or? I say abilities Okay. Now. All yeah. right. Because, you know, some people are like, it's not a gift. And, right. Oh, or some yeah. people are like, it's not an ability. I don't, yeah, I say ability, but I, I, you know, I've also did call it a, a gift for, for a while. And I realized, you know, it just, I don't know. I just, the, the sound of ability sounded a nicer word to fit me mm-hmm. instead of saying gift. Like I, you know, here it is, here you go. And just right. handed yeah. it to me. I'm like, what? I am Adam. I am your gift. <laughs> right? no, I'm like, that's not how it works. I mean, I, I, well, so the shortest version of it, cause I, you know, um, I am writing a book on it because it's different than a lot of people. Like I said, a little while ago is that most mediums have had this since their earliest childhood, their, their earliest memories, I'd say. And I didn't, the only, the first thing I ever had that was unusual was in the, I was 10 and a half years old and I had a psychic moment and it had to deal with my family. And what was interesting was, is I went to bed and I had a dream, you know, such a vivid dream, but I saw everything that was about to happen a few hours later. Oh, and the the short, real short version of that is that my grandfather was already dying of cancer. And what happened was, is I was going to wake up. I was going to go through my normal routine. It was in the middle of a summer. And sure enough, I mean, how my parents came back from 
being with him during when he passed, I knew who was walking in the door first. I knew what the tones, I knew who was saying what. I knew who was going to break down because like my brother is younger than me. He was yeah. crying and I'm sitting there against the wall, which I saw. And I, and I was oh, just like, wow. and it, and it did that several more times. A weird part was, is a couple more deaths in the family, more grandparents. And I was like, what? <laughs> but I didn't say nothing because this was in the eighties. Yeah. So nobody said anything because that was very taboo back then. Yeah. Right. You know? right. So, but I, I just held on to it. And of course, you know, during the 80s, we all saw some of those earliest documentaries of paranormal. So I was fascinated, yeah. but never had any paranormal. You know, we were, I, I was born and raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you know, you just you prayed and that right. was it. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you went to the library and got a book on the Loch Ness Monster. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you didn't show and, your mom. Yeah. And, but I just, you know, I kept quiet on that stuff. And then I got interested in some meditation in high school, and but didn't really know what I was doing. Um, but, you know, you're just sitting there and quiet, but nothing happened mm-hmm. then after high school i you know did the college thing got a degree and then um, i got interested in doing and this is the fun part because this seems like i'm gonna go way out in left field but mm-hmm. it ties in um i got married and i was wanting to get back into doing outdoor stuff i had this passion i always we were always camping and stuff growing up i did boy scouts you know and i i was watching a f- popular tv show called survivor oh, game okay. show yeah and i'm like well you know yeah we're we're in a position where most times you can't get too lost without being rescued in mm-hmm. some fashion mm-hmm. but i was like i want to learn that stuff again you know because i remember boy scouts you learn some but what happens if you don't have it anyway found a school out of cleveland called um, midwest native skills institute and they teach outdoor survival fantastic but when i was signing up for the class he had another class in there and it caught my attention it was called shamanic journeys so i'm reading the description and it's basically all about well learning how to talk to your guides oh. i'm like Hmm, well, this is interesting. And I'm like, <laughs> but yet something burnt, something lit. I had a little coal that was ignited. And I'm like, I got to know more. So when I took his survival class, I asked him about it. And, and he gives me this like cheeky grin. And he was just like, because not many people talk about it. Because yeah. it's weird. It's unusual. Here, I'm going to talk to some guides that, you know, are just floating around me, you know. But I ended up loving it. I read the book that, you know, it's based off of that he learned from. Signed up for the classes that year, took Shamanic 1 and 2, they were weekend uh, deals, and that opened up the store. And for seven and a half years, that's all I did was practice, shaman, you know, shamanic wow. type, type of work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you do it healing, you've, you've done cleansing, and you, you know, you weren't talking to other spirits other than your guides. Okay. But you just did that. And so then um, um, when the shows, you know, started happening, Ghost Hunters came on and things, I was watching that, and I'm, you start seeing the mediums pop in there, and they're helping. I'm like, well, I'm talking to my guides. What if, can I, can I use that? to help my you know help people on a case and so i was putting those intentions out there and then sure enough i got fortunate enough to get connected with the team because uh um you know you guys have probably have heard the old mill and museum in dundee mm-hmm. yeah. michigan yep. and um the team i'm with is swpi spirit world paranormal investigations and um, their medium took me under her wing and so we started taking me to true private investigations and wow. she's like tell me what you're picking up on and so we just started going down that that path so and you're lucky that you found somebody that took you under their mm-hmm. wing because there's a lot of people who like want to explore that, but just really are either afraid or don't want to be labeled or, you know, you know, feel, you know, out of place, I guess you would you know, say. That's a big thing, too, with that, with because they're always worried about being labeled a spirit medium when they don't understand what it is. Right. Right. And then once they learn what it is, then they accept it and are open to it. But it's tough because people 
look at mediums as the people that are on TV right. or I shouldn't say really on TV, but do we want to get in that discussion? Traveling, well, traveling with, <laughs> I saw your face. I was I like, <laughs> traveling with circuses or something like yeah. that. They, they don't yeah. understand yeah. what it really is. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, and I tell, cause people say, well, I want to do that. I want to do it. I'm like, do you really know if you want to do it? Do you mm-hmm. realize what you're getting into? Because I said, when you open up, I always, I like using the door yeah. analogy. When you open up that mediumship door, what's on the other side? You don't know. That's it. And if you are not prepared and ready to deal with the negative and bad stuff mm-hmm. on that side, it's going to be a little rough on you. And they're going to attack you and you're going to, you know, you could get attachments and things. Exactly. And, and now you got to figure out how to get rid of that. So. You know, I always tell people if they're going to ask me to help them get going, I'm like, okay, well, I need you to think about this for a little while. And I, and it's not like I'm trying to scare them away from it, but it's also a reality check. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it is, it's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of stuff that, I mean, the very first thing I did, even before I was a true, you know, I, like I said, before I came out of the mediumship <laughs> closet, it's a joke I use. Um, but the first one I did was I worked, we worked with a dark entity. Really? The very first case I, oh, I ever did. Wow. I'm like, well, what are my chances there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. But, and you're like, surprise. Yeah. And, you know, but it was good because, you know, she was there and then we had other, you know, just sensitive people. But, you know, we all did cleanses. We all got it out of there. You know, we removed it. And, you know, the home finally was, you know, at peace. But, yeah, it was just weird to see this dark thing just running around yelling and screaming at all the spirits, telling them, no, you can't talk to these people oh and stuff. Gosh. Oh, yeah. It was a wild experience. Thing, Where did but, that come from? Like, was it tied to the house the it was people? to the land okay. it was another land thing oh wow yeah and, and it wasn't so much that this dark entity was truly human either mm-hmm. so but it definitely had control and that wasn't to the level of like we we, we, we see on tv it's not the worst of the worst yeah, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> i will say the bad word okay the D word. Well, I know, right? <laughs> so okay everything has to be born where how do you think they always like people say um inhumane or inhuman or that where do they actually come from i mean how does that i've looked at a couple ways one if it's not native american based because again they would they wouldn't use their ancestors or their you know guides to watch over it it always was something else because if you really look at some of the history you know around the country and things there's a lot of different things that you've heard of you know yeah th- what they call them maybe there's different names for a yeah. lot of them but you know some of them like like windigos and mm-hmm. things there's all these strange things that they've had that they've used to protect their land or whatever and so i think a lot of that was still just all over the place they yeah. they put those down there as little protectors or whatever you want to call it and um just when people messed with it unleashed it now you can also look at it too is you know we've seen a lot of things and you guys have talked about it too you know there's a lot of unusual things that have come up over the years. Like the, my favorite one is Slender Man. Oh yeah. yeah. We haven't there go way back. There's, there's really not a whole lot about it, but why is it a little bit more popular now? Mm-hmm. Did people in, put so many intentions or want this so badly? Did they manifest it? See, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> um, I, I don't remember the exact name, but it's a physical tulpa. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a name for that, but I can't remember what it is, but it's basically they, conjure this thing up yeah. and it becomes true yeah and i think social media has a huge part in that right like Sorry. get people get on the bandwagon and they want attention and you know that kind of thing you know like <laughs> i i have this love-hate relationship <laughs> with social media sometimes you know it's like it's frustrating dust 
dust. There's an orb. <laughs> Orbs, yes. It's right there. I yeah. right. Right. Giant orb, there. Yeah. right there. That's been a good, that's been fun is like, you know, even for me, once I finally got in the field, just going through a lot of the basics, you know, you, it is interesting to see how you develop, you know, and you, you see what's on TV and you're so that's what you believe. And yeah. then when you actually get in to experience it, then you're just like, Hold on a second. So like, I'm I've become such a the hardcore like you know skeptic because I, yeah. I still am. I mean, yeah. I still I have to evaluate things even as an investigator too. But you know, I look at people's videos and photos and stuff, and I'm just like I'm biting my finger like <laughs> it's like a chew toy because I'm just like I can't I can't, I can't be nice can't. be nice you know. Yeah. I, I you know I'm the same way. I mean, and then situations come up like sitting in the main theater at the Collingwood Arts Center watching blue and green orbs flying across the stage, you know? You're like, I just made fun of you guys a few minutes ago. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> then see, and that's what I like too, is especially even on that, t- that t- topic is that I want to see something that's so solid that I can't see through it. Yeah. Because it does rule out the dust and moisture mm-hmm. and things. And then when you add some color to it, yeah, now yeah. we're talking a little more on the u- unusual yeah. side. <laughs> have, uh, I don't know. Have you, with your ability, mm-hmm. do you see like physical entities or do you, how do they appear to you? I guess is what, where I'm going with that crazy so question. A lot of times it'll depend on the location mm-hmm. and how they just want to interact. Cause a lot of times what's neat is when you, I've worked with so many different meetings, sometimes at the same location, it's fun because you can actually like tag team uh-huh. and it's great. Cause I always say, you know, the more that work together, and don't have the egos, you you all add these puzzle pieces and we all get this because they might get part of it. I get the other and we put them together like, oh my gosh, did you just, and, you know, so, but it depends. Now, if it's fully, if it's real bright, I don't see them clearly right away. So I'll close my eyes. It helps me tune into them a little bit. Oh, so I'll okay. close my eyes and then I'll just kind of say, okay, come forward. Let me see who, you know, what we're talking about. If it's a little bit darker and stuff like that, I can then make i can have them pop in now obviously nobody else can see them right away but right. um but sometimes they'll see movement or see something weird misty or something like that but which is rare but at least they'll do that so a lot of times for me it's just light sensitivity okay. you know because if it's real bright you know which you know sure. obviously anywhere you know if you got all the full lights on it's like they're not going to just jump right out to me yeah but not going to be feel them. and yeah. see the shadows yeah either, right like yeah. get that but uh yeah so it just depends on the location but most of the time yeah i'll, I'll close my eyes or i'll what i'll do is i'll look away from the area and then it, they'll just sort of be there and then it's weird as even if my eyes are open and i'm looking down it's weird as i can still see them like you know where you're sitting yeah. <laughs> you know i'm looking over here but i can see them clearly but it, which is a weird eye thing but you know i think that has something to do with our brains too because there's so many times where people always say i see them out of the corner of my eye like shadow figures on and i think that has something to do with the way that our brains are set up to focus clearly on the thing right in front of us right right and i think by not looking there, you're actually seeing, um, how can I say this, less of what's there. Sure, yep. But yet it's yep. there. It's almost like seeing the invisible or whatever. Right. Yeah, and it, it, obviously I've you know I've heard a few people, they've broken it down, is that because of the way our the rods and cones that are in our eyes, that can also give you a false you know, hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So even when you're looking over here, which is neat, is if you can get, a, if it's not, if it's beyond just a typical shadow, where you can see like definition, you can see details and things, but yet you're still got them in your peripheral. Now you're onto something, yeah. but if it's just a shadow and that's just the part of the skeptical thing, I finally had mm-hmm. to like, 
understand because it's like, well, I don't feel anything over there, but yet you thought you saw a shadow yeah. move. And it's like, well, maybe it really isn't. Maybe it's just the eye and part of how our eye structure works when it's there. Now, I've seen so many out of the corner, but I've also seen it to where I've turned and they've stayed. Oh, okay. And oh. I've got a full lock on them and I'm watching them move and I'm going, oh, wow. yeah, so you're sitting back going, oh, oh wow, okay, yeah. interesting. So that's <laughs> not just a weird, you but know. But that's kind of what I mean, though, yeah. is you, you can't see it, but your eye sees it. And then when you turn, you recognize it there. Right. Right. And a lot of people do that too. Some will get that chance where they move over and they still see it for a good, you know, second or so because, mm-hmm. it, you know, most shadows just disappear as soon as you turn. Some will turn, be gone but as soon as you move your head. So, so is it really them running away or is it just you having a, you yeah. know? So, yeah, I mean, but yeah, if you can get a good lock on them real quickly and just get something out of it, even if you don't know, can't see details, but just know, oh, is it a male, is it a female, you know, get an just idea. Just realize there's something there. Right. Right. Have you ever had that happen and you just were like, nope, nope, nope. It's anything scare you too much where you're just like, I got to get out of here. You know, you do. You you get the pre-warnings of like, I don't know. I mean, even at our old mill, not that our old mill is scary. I mean, you know, there's been plenty of, you know, things and we have, a you know, um, we have residential spirits that just are there. Mm-hmm. They know us. We talk to them, you know, very, you know, um, intelligent, you know. And we also get passerbys, which is how I call them because yeah. there, there's the um, the River Raisin runs right yeah. next to it. So um, I always say, well, they're just kind of going down their highway and they just stopping off for a little bit. Yeah. They're there for a couple of days, a week or two, and then they move on. But you do you do notice them. And, uh-huh. and so um, you're like, okay, cool. I mean, it, it it is what it is. So One of our first conventions we ever went to was the – convention at the old mill yeah was yeah. it the, really what yeah. was that the very first it was years yeah, ago. Was ago, yeah. I, don't... I mean it's it, it that's the thing is we're it's so tough when we do that because as soon as we open the the the, the vendor things up it just they're, yeah. they're gone yeah. they're yeah. so fast and mm-hmm. it, we don't have a ton of room and and we've been limited we got really limited for a few years but we've been able to pull in a few other little yeah. spots to kind yeah. of get a couple more <laughs> in but uh yeah it's weird because we try to you know let everybody that's been there for years, you know, give them a chance if they want it. And then, you know, we put the rest up on social media saying, Hey, you know, there's some fender spots. We've been trying to get in for years. (laughs) This year was, this year was tough for us because we, you know, because of it being, you know, um, recognized by the state, you know, the old mill, the museum side of it, there were so many guidelines and rules, which are still, some are in place, but we were just in fear that, you know, they were going to block us at the last minute and say, no, you can't. So we were really late getting ours announced. I mean, we kept teasing it, but it wasn't until like the end of summer, beginning of fall that we were like, yeah, we are going to do it. <laughs> and people were like salivating to go to conventions oh, in yeah. 2021 because, yes. man, we, it, was, it was good. Yeah. Like we really, you know, we only did a few, yeah. you know, because we hadn't done mm-hmm. any in 2020. And then um, the ones we did, I mean, the people were just coming in droves. Yeah. <laughs> we're like coming over to our table right. yeah. <laughs> yeah same here i only got to do a couple even just with our old mill but i um the, i couldn't do the the midwest here because i i you know i've had a rough year i mean i've had some good po- good moments but i've had a lot of rough moments i've been going through all kinds of changes and things so it's going to be interesting what's going to happen in the new year but um so i even had to back out of that one just because i felt so horrible but i was getting beat up with an up during an upgrade wow. yeah so yeah, yeah it's just this year was rough on me and i had every intention to get to a few more but or at least even attend as just you know a normal guest but i just didn't make it so it's weird we went to butler mm-hmm. just as guests 
and it's weird because there was nothing to do. <laughs> I know. I mean, we're we're, we're like, sitting there like, all right, what do we do next? You know. <laughs> I just one time went to walk back to our table, and I'm like, wait, we're not a vendor this year. <laughs> like, it is it is it was, different. I've done yeah. that. You know, it's yeah. weird to yeah the vend and then to be a you know just to go as a guest. It's yeah. a different situation. Sometimes it's nice because if you get to go and finally talk to some people a little bit longer than just like real quick and yeah. Yeah. get out of the way because you know more people want to talk mm-hmm. or something, but. Uh, yeah i you know it's it was really an interesting year when we couldn't go and i i was always wondering like you know what your opinion was of like do you feel like people being quarantined and stayed at home ramped up the activity or lessened it interesting i like the question because right in the beginning it was dead silent you know and and of course, you know, our team has some stuff, but we don't, we're not busy, busy. I get a lot more because a lot of people, okay, they, they catch wind or like, oh, he helped me. So, you know, you get that word mm-hmm. of mouth. So I would get a lot of solo cases just, and I would work it remotely. So I do remote viewing. I go to wherever it is in the world and do the work and oh, cool. figure out what's there. And if they want it gone, then I'll help try to get you know rid mm-hmm. of it. And so we were, um, it was a little slow at first, but it's funny as as the couple months got into it, all of a sudden, you know, I started getting... You know, probably because we were from March, but by end of April, beginning of May, I started getting a lot more messages. And I think it's because people were finally sitting at home and now getting bored and either they never paid attention to it mm-hmm. or yeah. who knows if they. If they manifest. Right. Stuff. I mean, you're watching these shows because you're passing the time and it's like, oh, I want to investigate you know, <laughs> that little word, you know, just yeah. like, I want something, and, you know, and then you have that issue. But um but a lot of them, yeah, there was definitely a pickup. And then by the time I got to the middle of summer, it backed way down. Now, I think because of people going outside more, yeah. temperatures got better for most of the country. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so then it faded out. And we got into the fall, picked up a little bit more, and then died off right around the holidays, you know, just yeah. one onesie, twosies. And then once we got into this year, it, it just was pretty flat for me, you know, at least people reaching out. I just wonder, like, the, you know, it's because it, 2020 was just such a strange, you know, weird thing. So you have a haunted location, right? And people are paying to go and, and investigate. And there's somebody there every weekend. And they're getting all, you know, getting all this activity, air quotes. Um, yep. <laughs> but, you know, once people stop going in, in your opinion, do you feel like the spirits are like at rest? Or, or are they like, where's everybody at? I was getting all this attention and now I'm not. Or, you know, how do you feel like these haunted locations, like, which way do you think it went? I can tell you exactly. <laughs> okay, good. Just from <laughs> our old mill. Okay. So obviously, you know, uh, 2020 was pretty barren. Now we did get to finally get there a couple times over the summer and then they kind of hit us down again. So then the fall we were missing out and stuff. And it was, you know, typically... Usually about now, like we would be done doing, you know, private and in, in, um, um, uh, public investigations, usually until about March, you know, because most people don't want to drive in the winter. Plus, they're, you know, they already spend all their money yeah, you know, for Christmas. holidays. So now they're yeah. trying to pay off all their bills, you know. <laughs> so March usually picks up again. But when we went on a, you know, we had some months off and it was weird. We, I think it was the end of last year. I think we just as a team, we just went just to all hang out, you mm-hmm. know, see each other again, you know, and obviously keep some space, but you know, at the same time, just hang out. But 
we went into, you know, the, there's a big banquet hall in the back. And, and so we were in the back there and, and um, me and one other girl that she's really sensitive. She's, she's got some mediumship tendencies and things, but we were standing there and all of a sudden, like, you know, we we're overtaken, which is rare, overtaken with all these emotions. And I'm like picking up on a couple of the resident spirits that are in the hall and they're just never seem like to, but they're bawling and crying. Really? And we're, and, and even her, that's just really super sensitive. Even she's like starting to well up in the eyes and, and I'm like, I'm starting to shed a tear and I'm like, what is happening? And like, so I'm asking them, you know, a couple of them, like, what is going on? And they're just like, you know, we just, there's nobody here. There's, oh. we don't see people. And oh. obviously there's a, a, an energy thing, you know, they see people, they see the parties, they get that energy. It helps, you know, give them a little boost, but to have nobody there, oh my gosh. they were completely, it was weird. Yeah. And, we noticed on a couple other spirits, or you know, in our basement and stuff, same thing. They were just all emotional, and it was the weirdest thing we've hmm, ever I've seen. Never heard that ever. I mean, and that's I'm like, well, this is great research, but at the same time, you think that some of them would be like, no, we don't want you around anymore. Yeah, but like that wasn't the case. Or, Ours or, do like us. <laughs> you know, even thinking like I always think there's no time on the other side, so one second to them could be a hundred years to us, or vice versa. Right. But that tells me right there that they do understand time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they may not know exactly what year it is, even though you know you try to slip that in there, but yeah. try not to also like jab it at it, to, you know, mm-hmm. make them get angry or something. But yeah, they they definitely recognize when we're not around, you know, because you know we always joke, you know, uh, in a way where you know tell people if you're investigating and they said, you know, you're not getting anything, I said, come grab one of us, yeah. Yeah. Use us as a trigger. We won't even <laughs> say it. Just use us. We walk in the room and then all of a sudden things start lighting up. It's just that friendship that we do have with them, which is, again, great research and, and, and you know, just putting the package together as to what's mm-hmm. going on at the mill. So. And that's what I love about people that are dedicate themselves to a location is they get so much information and you can almost make spreadsheets on it, yeah. you know, yeah. so that it's scientific. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's, the, you know, and that's all we try to do. I mean, you, you, I think anybody that's, de- you know, dedicated to, to going to one of these invest, you know, these places and host things like we, you know, group, I mean, they started the year before I even like showed up, um, the team SWPI. And, and then, you know, the next year I was there five times between April and December. Oh, wow. I loved the place too much. I just loved it. And then it was in 2013, they just kind of like, absorb you know i just kind of molded right into the team there wasn't even an official announcement it was just like i'm getting all these messages and stuff (laughs) this is what's going on i'm like you know so but but yeah i think when you really connect to a location and you get that chance to go even if you know you got to go you know several times a year i think you still can get that camaraderie i mean you know a couple places here in toledo there was one place in particular that i got really close to one of the spirits just going there a couple times a year and it was weird is that I would sit in the one room and this little boy would come running for me. He like, you could tell I was in the building. Yeah. Oh, wow. He'd come running in and that wasn't even his area, mm-hmm. but he'd come over and run right up to me. And it's like, Hey, you know, <laughs> scare <laughs> me, you know, Uncle Adam. And, right? <laughs> and it was, I mean, it's touching too. Cause yeah. I mean, you know, but it just shows you how much you can really do, you know, get in with them. I mean, and I don't think you really have to even be a medium for it either. It's just, you know, anybody can just, you know, really just talk to them and just be friendly and show that you mean them no harm, obviously, but just that love that you can present to them. And they, they, they recognize it. Cause that's what you're doing. That's an energy thing. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can say, I love you guys, you know, and mm-hmm. if I, I can, you can feel it after a yeah. while. You can just, Oh yeah, he really does. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> 
do do the dead know they're dead like you know are they recognize that they have passed on or do they understand that something happened to them especially children because they really don't understand that whole concept of death and dying some do some don't oh, okay. and the kids are that's the kids are really tricky i mean i've been in a few other ones that that you know i've seen kids just scream i mean one it was you know it was a place where you could do public and private investigations and they were this kid in this one particular bedroom was just at one point I was like, I had to walk, I had to walk out, not because I was afraid or anything. It was the fact that he was screaming for his parents and bawling his eyes out. And it was just like, the problem is, is, you know, this is, this was also uh, somebody's home that we were at. So I mean, it was open to that. They opened yeah. it up several times a year, but it was so, I mean, it, it I mean, I had to walk out cause I was getting all choked up and I'm just like, I, I and I can't do it. You know, it's not my place. I have to be asked to yeah. try to help him, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. but he just didn't know where to go. He, as he kept telling me he was stuck, he didn't know how to get to see his parents because they already passed because they already moved on because he died young. I mean, he was like maybe like seven, eight, nine years old, something like that. But it was just so sad to see that. So I see that at other places. Just They just don't. Some don't know that they missed that opportunity, you know, the, the light. You oh, know? Okay. <laughs> they yeah. didn't know where the light was or they were confused and they just got stuck. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about people that go into locations and and try to cross the dead over and not? Asked permission of the owner. I mean, like, we've seen it's it. It's tough because we've seen it. We're like, what? What are you doing? It's <laughs> like, like they don't. They own the the house, but they don't own the spirits. But yet, it it's a toss up because you don't want someone to go in there and just pass them or pass them into the light without permission. But then again. I mean, that's the whole point of yeah. kind of the paranormal investigation is mm-hmm. because the spirits are there, right? Right. <laughs> like, right. And I, I think it depends on the location, obviously. Yeah. If, if it's a home, like like what I was just talking about, you know, if they came up and said, hey, you know, go ahead and cross him, you know, or help yeah. him mm-hmm. finish, you know, done. Yeah. But it's not my place, you know, and I think I look at it too, it's you know, I can't go against somebody else's wishes that even though they might not have a wish on the table, so to speak, or don't yeah. do that. But I've, I've heard of it too. You know, you yeah. see people, you know, going into places and I've also seen the damage it causes. Mm-hmm. And the problem was, I remember one place they took a kid away. Well, that kid also had other kid friends there. Well, now these kids are running around the place screaming and freaking out, which, you know, was even getting it caught on EVPs and things. And so it's like, Okay, so this is why you don't go into somebody else's place. Investigate all you want. That's no problem. But don't take anything out. Ask us about it first because we may know that there's a connection. If you're going to take one out, well, we need to take them all out. But you should still, you know, hey, let the the team know or let the residents know, hey, you know, you got some people that they might want to cross over. I don't know if you want us to handle it or you just want to think about it, but, you know, you got to, you know, because, like, if, if that was to happen, like, at our place, you know, it'd be like, Okay, I'd be, be I, I'm a nice guy, <laughs> but pissed. I'd be roll. I'd be running wherever it was, yeah. and I'd be storming and go, no. You know? <laughs> I mean, but, literally, we've been in, at investigations, you know, public and private, and we've seen people just go in and people don't even know what they're doing. They're using an app on their iPhone, and I'm like, <laughs> and they're trying to cross people, go under the light, and I'm like. Yeah, you've seen that too many times on TV. What the hell? <laughs> I know. I just, that's just one of the things I'm just like. And that's a problem too, is when they yeah. don't know what they're doing, they yeah. truly don't. And even if they think they've seen somebody do it a few times, it, 
I spent several, several investigations when we were crossing spirits over. I worked tan, hand in hand with the, the mediums that were, you know, that all the ones I've worked under. You just don't go out and do it yourself. Yes, the first one's a little nerve wracking, but you just go out, you know, but when you've done several of them, dozen or so, now you feel like you could, you've, you could do one finally. And that's ended up how it was for me. I was kind of forced into where I had to do one and there was nobody else to, to kind of help me through it. But that's also, you know, you got to get, you got to jump and, up there and go for and it. And you have years of training. Yeah. Right. And also, you know, it's so dangerous to cross some an entity over to where you don't even know where they're going. You know? Well, and I can tell you that it depends. Now, I've done it where I've removed horrible things, but I'm not. I have certain places that I take them to that then they are completely out of the line of sight of anybody. Yeah. But that's where they will remain. Mm -hmm. Now, ones that are truly just wanting to get connected with their family again, I've been trained in how to take them to the, the light. Yeah. I've walked them. Well, it's funny as I can only go halfway. Yeah. Because if I go any further, then that's me too. Yeah, that's so, right. <laughs> but it's the whole point of helping them get to the to the point where they now can finish off the journey. Sending them but in the right direction. they can see the end. They yeah. can see their, their family and loved ones looking at them and waving for them. That's always the most amazing things I've ever done. I mean, I've... One time I did that where I was helping a kid over, which the, the, the residents at the house were like, yes, please. You know, if he wants to go see his parents, great. This was the greatest thing I've ever... One of the best... I, I crossed the kid over and then I, you know, messaged the client after I was done. I said, Hey, you know, I crossed him over. And while I was waiting, as I was sending that message, now it was a cloudy day. I went to my front room, clouds everywhere. And I sent, as soon as I sent the message, a hole opens up in the sky and this oh, sun this <laughs> hits me right in the face. Really? And I'm going, if that's not a sign from above. <laughs> So I remember I took a photo and I, I can't remember where it's at, but I took a photo just to remember that uh -huh. moment. It, you know, it's blurry, but you could yeah. still see where this, this little hole with the sun was shooting straight at me. I'm like, well, that just sealed the deal for me. Right. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, but if that uh, ain't a sign. I don't know. Well, what yeah. It is, right? I mean, and it was, it was just rolling thick clouds. I mean, you know, like, you know, like here, it's just, mm -hmm. it's been cloudy yeah. a little bit and just, you, there's no way. And yeah. it's just weird that this hole opened up. And then as soon as I recognized and it, hear, it immediately. Oh, yeah. Angels are singing. It, 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 it felt like that. But, and that. but that's just the point. You, yeah. you, sometimes you do get those nice, nice little validations that they're just like, thank you. And it's like, oh, my gosh, you know, and, you know, it's like, well, I, I'm more happy that, you know, that they can reconnect and things like that. Oh, yeah. Have you ever had an out-of-body experience, a near-death experience, or anything around that kind of nature? Not near-death or anything other than me purposely leaving my body to do work. Oh, okay. But, yeah. you know, because yeah. the remote viewing is literally I just kind of take my ghost self or spiritual self out of my body, and I'll go to another home or a business or whatever. and um, Or if I'm doing a healing on somebody, you know, because obviously even – I was starting to do that long even before COVID hit, but, you know, you would go to uh, – um, clients i mean I've, I've had them over in europe i've had them you know i've had a I had a client in hawaii and so wow. I, I had to jump out and, and that's what like, i do honey but, i'm going to hawaii for a couple <laughs> right, hours you know, i'll be back it was neat well, <laughs> you know and that's the thing is you you remote view you basically can see quite a bit and um you know i could always throw i always throw a few in there real quickly like well what's this over here on the stand or you know what's this up on the wall and they're like you know, just to yeah. show that I was really there. A um, couple of times people that were sensitive would see me too, or at least see a shadow of me or something. Really? Like, wow. like, 
you know, I, there's been some cool ones. Boy, that, op- that opens up all kinds of thoughts. Oh, oh my oh. gosh. Well, and even then, like real quickly, I did a, I did a cleanse once Okay. and I was trying a brand new idea. It just hit me that day when I was doing it. So I remote viewed into their home. I saw what was going on. So I was in the middle of a cleanse. So I'm kind of cleaning up because like every house needs a good scrubbing you know and and you can't see it but it's in the walls you know and you think about it if you get angry you kind of throw a little bit of dirt up on the wall so to speak so i go over there and i kind of scrape on it down well i was trying this new technique and when it basically was i was trying to kind of cut my cut a corner like where what if i throw like a a spiritual bomb as i kind of put (laughs) it or, or grenade as i said it but what it does is it's shooting out the light white light everywhere well, I thought, well, I'm going to try. I'm just curious, you know. So I, you know, through this spiritual thing, you see the light, you know, just, you know, cleansing everything. Like, you know, what? it's kind of a weird effect of a, a bomb type of thing. But yeah. when it went off, they had curtains and stuff. The curtains ah, shook. Really? And they were sitting in the room and they went, I said, well, you know, afterwards they're like, yeah, how did, you know, everything okay? I said, you know, I got the, got the whole place clean. They're like, yeah, the only weird thing was, is the curtain shook, you know, (laughs) waving at me. I went, yeah, sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, yeah, I know. I I thought, well, I'm not going to do that again. Cause that, I mean, not that they were scared, but they just thought it was weird to see us because, you know, they had everything closed up and it was like fall time. So it was like, (laughs) and there was a lot more movement than just like the heat kicking on and, you know, but (laughs) So, yeah, there's some moments where like that or two where you just cool. get that kind of weird moment where they, they I'm there. <laughs> so, see, and I was going to ask you about that, about how you remote view, because a lot of like all I know of it is people that remote view write stuff down. Sure. They don't they don't say that they actually travel to that location. Yeah. That, and that I can do that, too, you know, where you mm-hmm. could just kind of like connect with that energy. And so you just basically it's like, you know a cell phone call. Yeah. That's how I look at it too. It's just, I'm just connecting. We're just going to, and I'll write some stuff down. Sometimes like when it's really like, I, I got to get a lot more information than I do that where I kind of, um, I kind of pre- not pretend, but I'm there, but then I can open my eyes and still make some notes. Oh. But a lot of times I go there with just it all built into where I'm just going to go. Okay. And so okay. I go there, but yeah, that's a whole thing that I was trained for. <laughs> you know, it's not something that I just, you know, you can't teach you real quickly to go mm-hmm. do that. There's a whole little bit of, you know, process, but, um, because even then the, the people that try to do it right away. So it's like I said, you, you basically go out of your body. Yeah. So you're, you're, you can see yourself. So you float. Oh, really? The problem is when you're, you imagine being in space, like an astronaut, yeah. uh-huh. if you don't have a means of how it works to move in space you know, the energy, yeah. you just basically kind of drift. So uh, you have to go through a process of slowly getting out of your body, but yet still holding on to your physical self. Oh, so it's right. a weird, it's a long, it's a long, yeah. but you kind of go up real quickly and you sit back down and you go up, you turn around, grab yourself, turn around, go sit back. So it's this thing. And then you get up, you kind of, you know, dance around your head and then come back down. And then eventually you go around the room and then you go out of the house and stuff so, or wherever you're learning from. So it's a, yeah, you can't just jump in and do it, yeah. but it's, it's neat and it's effective because you can, I, I never thought to use it for an investigation to truly go there because even then we've used it on some investigations and found out like, like I wrote things down. I'm like, okay, we need to do this because I'd walk the house, write all this stuff. I'm like, and let's go there. And then I'd be like, guess what? We're going to go to this room and we're going to go to this room and that's all we're going to do. And they're like, Wait, what do you mean? We got to go through the whole house. I'm like, no, I said this is where they this is where they charge. This is where they do most of their you know scaring or whatever oh, they're okay. doing. So sure enough, we go into the room. We're right in the face of them. Oh my gosh! So it's cut so cool. some of the investigation. Instead of being like you know six, seven, eight hours or something, we're now there two, three. 
Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so there's bennies to, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff, but yeah. But it's, it's just a, to me, such an amazing thing to be in one location and actually not physically, but physically walking around a yep. location. You can tell what's in a room. Yep. And like you said, tell the people via phone or whatever. Yep. yep. Well, what about that thing on there? Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's validation. It, you know, I've talked to mediums and psychics mm-hmm. that, and they've come up to me and said stuff, and I'm like, I've never met you before, and you just said that. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep, yep. And then, of course, you know, there's some that are kind of vague right. and then get to the point, yeah. but to have someone mm-hmm. go out of body and see something in a house and then tell you about it, that just blows my mind. And I'll tell your listeners, too, that... It, I have to have it in writing, so through at least mm-hmm. a message of some sort. It, that can't be verbal. I need to physically say, I'm going to remote view into your home or wherever on this date at this time. Do you agree? And if they say yes, then I go forward. They do. If they never say yes, I don't do it. So I, it's one thing that I've made sure that I permission. And I'm not... I'm not going through drawers, you know, <laughs> what do they got? No, I don't do that stuff. I'm there for a specific mission, yeah. essentially. And, and even then, when I go there, even my vision. So like now we're seeing everything in color. We can yeah. see. I don't do that. Like everything, like the walls have this transparency to it. I can even pinpoint by just looking across the like a home or something and looking through the walls or floors, basement, whatever. I can see where they're at. They kind of have like a thermal look to them, okay. the way I, I see it when I do remote work. Yeah. Um, now, I can do color, but a lot of times it's easier for me to kind of do that weird, I see things differently so I can see structure. And if I see something on a wall, I can kind of snap it in like um, like a weird color thing where you can kind of like hone in on it. And then I can see the, the true color, what it might be. Is it yeah. like thermal imaging? It, it is. Oh, okay. It is essentially like it because, but it gets to the point, which is why. If we're going to do an investigation, I can go in there with permission. I can find where they're hanging out or okay. where they like to be. Because even then, they leave a trail. I mean, just like you would see somebody putting a hand on a wall with yeah. a thermal. Yeah. I can see the spirits of where oh. they're, they're usually at. And when I say, without knowing anything, it'd be like, well, what's this room over here? Why is there all this activity back here? And then everybody's just like, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's where one of the places, you know. Yeah. So. Uncle Charlie likes to sit there because his favorite recliner was, you know, <laughs> there for 45 years, yeah. right? <laughs> Yeah. So, but you know, the whole thing is just, I always looked at it too. I mean, mediumship and things, and then those kind of items, it's just tools to help. I mean, it's not about me, you know, it's not, I mean, most of most mediums, it's not about us. And we were talking at the beginning, you know, it's not like we're trying to get on TV. I mean, if we get on TV, you know, okay, that's fine. I I mean, I've done one little, you know, show, but it wasn't like where I was walking around or anything, but, um, you know, it was just one of my cases, but that's just the thing is, you know, I'm there to, to help. That's my main goal. I'm always there to help. I'm not, what I do is, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm harder on myself. I mean, I, I, I like what I do. It's a passion. And, and if I could, you know, make, do it full time, I would do it full time, yeah. you know, um, but I still have to work a day job and pay the bills, you yep. know, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, I, it's, if I can help in, in the smallest of ways, even if it's just a little bit of comfort or, um, you know, just making them feel a little bit more easy at home, I'm in, yeah. you know, and that's it because I'm not, you know. It's not like I'm even asking for credit either. It's just like, you know, I just, if it helps you out, great. Then, yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Have you ever gone into a location and there's like nothing there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and people are like, 
No, I swear. And you're like, dude, there's nothing here. Well, it, it, <laughs> I done. Well, I even did an invest. I did that where I did the remote viewing, went in there, and one of the things I wrote real big on the on my paper was check for EMF. So, when we walked into the door, I mean, you just felt like you it's like, oh my gosh, what is happening? And you started to get the EMF sickness, and yeah. you started feeling messed up and dizzy, and so sure enough. It didn't matter. We had three different types of EMF devices. Every single one was pegged, whether it was a light, whether it was a number, everything was going nuts. The only time you got relief is if you took that device and put it against an outside wall. But as soon as you moved it two inches in, the whole house was wired so horribly. And she thought all this stuff was happening. Her health was oh, in the yeah. in the gutter. Yeah. yeah. Doctors, specialists could not understand. We said, you fix your wiring, mm-hmm. you're going to be better. Mm-hmm. And sure enough. Wow. And so she's credited us for saving her life, you know. That's well, you but, did, basically. Yeah, it, for sure. But, but that yeah. just shows you. It's like, it's not always about paranormal. It's not about a ghost running around wreaking havoc. There's other things that we got to check. And we're going to make sure, you know, we check every cinder corner, you know. And sure, I mean, she also had a small gas leak in the basement. Okay. Oh. So you're down there and, and you're like, what is that smell? And that's <laughs> why we say when you... You know, I consider myself just a ghost hunter. I yeah. don't go and I don't do the long investigations. Yeah. But when you're doing a real paranormal investigation, one of the most important things is to go in and do your environmentals. Find out if the house is full of e- EVP or EMF, yeah. EMF <laughs> or gas or, yeah. you know. And, and the thing was, too, is she was also a contractor. So she was doing all the work herself. Now, I don't know. What part of contracting she was into, but I don't yeah. think it was electrical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but she did say she ran electrical. And I'm like, what did you use? <laughs> like some 1940s, you know, yeah. lines or something? Because I'm like, I mean, it was so bad. I mean, everywhere you went, you just, you couldn't, you, you we had to keep the, the gear off. Yeah. I mean, you know, run the recorders and cameras, but you couldn't run EMF because it was just either beeping or just you're about ready to break your device. Yeah. And we've <laughs> talked before about like infrasound and all that. I mean, it's. It's a true thing. People don't, people yeah. think that their house is, in, or think that they're possessed. And all it is, is just your environmental mm-hmm. stuff is messing with your mind. Right. Yeah. It's, it, and it's nice that we can do that. It's nice that investigators and can truly say, no, you know, even though I've, we've had them too, where they've kind of got mad at us for figuring out, no, we can debunk this. Like yeah. people are like, oh, I have all these problems. Well, they had a, wi- a Wi-Fi router next to the bed. Oh like, yeah. Well, I wonder why you're having problems at night sleeping. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't have a Wi-Fi device next to your bed. Like, oh. And don't sleep with your phone next to your head. That too. Oops, I do. I when I just got out when I got out of the hospital, I did that. My phone was always right next to my head, and finally, when I was able to actually roll over, I put it as far away from me as I can because that will mess with you. They have, and, and Jen, you might be interested. In, I do it too. My my phone's next to me because I use it for alarm, but it's it's about a good foot and a half away mm-hmm. still. But what I have in between me and the phone, I have this. Ooh, I'm going to get the name wrong. There's a, I have a, a, a mixture of stones that's in one thing, uh-huh. but it blocks EMF. Oh. So between the phone and me, oh, really? it's like a little barrier. Is it hematite? Like a, no, no, it's it, like a little Faraday cage. Type yeah, thing. I mean, yeah. It, but it, oh, it, it's the one I have, and there's several of them. There's ones you can wear too. Okay. Um, But mine's kind of, it's about half the size of a hockey puck, but it's about as thick as one. Okay. But it's got a couple different stones mixed into it. Oh. I'll, t- I'll send you a picture okay. of it. Okay, yeah. But, and I got, I'll, I, I think I remember the name, but I've had it for a couple of years now, but I'll put it in between. Okay. 
So I could still hear my alarm go off because that's the only thing I have. I don't, yeah. I don't have any more real alarms anymore. But Not like um, my old 1980s one. There you go. <laughs> I have one that my old boyfriend, when I was 18 years old, bought me an alarm clock. I still haven't still used it. <laughs> wow. I know that that's thing crazy. is 107 years old. <laughs> and so is the old boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, while we still have some time here, mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about your music. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about and music. how you do your healings through your music. Sure, sure. Yeah, so, um, you know, for people, so that's the thing is I have multiple names, obviously, to keep everything, you know, straightforward. So if people are interested, um, you can go to all the major download sites, but you have to look up Adam Hawkins, H-A-W-K-I-N-S. And I have one CD out there so far uh, because I'm running, you know, not only the media, you know, psychic mediumship <laughs> stuff, I have the music stuff, but trying to sit down to record another CD has been a problem. <laughs> so and your book, you're right. And your other book right. and your, <laughs> well, and, and then, you know, just how busy things have gotten. I mean, yeah. for me personally, cases and stuff just went through the roof. So it's like, I just don't have weekends available anymore. But, um, but yeah, the music, uh, was another thing. It was same school that I was talked about earlier. Uh, I heard one of the instructors, um, he was, he wasn't one to play and perform in front of people. He was one of those that did it for himself, yeah. but he just sort of felt the urge to do it, which is interesting because I'm still good friends with him, but he played the native American flute. We were down in Southern Ohio and um, we were out in the middle of nowhere, no cell phone signals because it literally, we were like in Hills and stuff, Oh my gosh. but it was so quiet. It was just nature, but he played it. We were on a fire. I mean, couldn't get any more perfect setting changed me. And that yeah. was in October. So the, the October of 2005, <laughs> We're, my wife just happened to be with me that that weekend and i said we're walking back to our tent then i'm like i need a native american flute yeah. that's what i want for christmas you know and i got one yeah. so uh but yeah it's just one of those things that um once i finally got into it because anybody can play it it's not real difficult to play it's obviously you know like all instruments you once you really understand how to play it you can get that flow and that's why i like to say because you know, playing an instrument, you know, it's one thing to play like a, a song that you know, but like I do such relaxing things that um, you want to just kind of blend in and things. And um, the native flute alone has the frequencies and tones are based close on our dreamlike state. Yeah. So it actually helps people fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So that was one of the first things that when I did create my CD that the in my own family, um, I had a niece that at the time she was like, you know, she was just in high school, but she, the family, um, you know, my sister-in-law and her, her husband didn't say anything about that she had sleep apnea or, um, or sleep insomnia, excuse me. Yeah. And it was like, wow, but they just happened to visit because they were from Houston or still are, but they were coming up to visit in the summer and I released it in the summer. She, she downloaded it and then was playing it and she was sleeping through the night. Oh, yeah. nice. So even before I got it into other people's hands, it was starting to do work. And that was how it was. I built it or designed or recorded it was anybody can d- use it however they want and i it wasn't meant to be just like oh this is just for people that are stressed out no i every time i played every track it was just like whatever you need it for if you need it to help you just feel good or you need to de-stress or you're you're hurting physically and mentally yeah. listen to it and it'll you open yourself up to it it'll change you so it's just the intentions my energies that i put into every uh, track and so even when I do live, it's the same thing. I kind of get a feel of vibe of the room mm-hmm. and I'll see what the crowd needs. And then I'll play, you know, that song, you know, or songs or, yeah. list or whatever and play it for them. But it's all about just feeling what the energy is, you know, and we obviously, you know, over the years, there's a lot of negative energies out there. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world. And, yeah. you know, so, you know, I try to get some, you know, 
do some live shows. I didn't, I think I've only did one this year. I, I couldn't get around to a second one like I wanted to, but I've done a couple on my, I posted on my Black Swamp meeting page. So if you go through all my videos, you can go back pretty far in the beginning of the year and find one or find a couple last year, but um, they still work. So even if you were to go back and listen mm -hmm. to them, you know, I kind of help you get set, situated, but you know, it, it, it's meant for that. It's just to, to kind of relax, you yeah. know, and um, for me, you know, it doesn't make me fall asleep. It energizes me, which is weird because I've been, couple people in the industry that I'm friends with that are that's that's their passion that's all they do is record and, and play and do you know events and they've always said you're never going to make it through the whole CD and I said better yet <laughs> I said not only am I going to get through it but I'm going to do it in the early mornings when I'm driving to work which oh, is an hour away wow. they said don't do it I'm like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> and I am because I'm so amazed by what it's like mm -hmm. and how they do it and what their energies and vibes are so um, yeah, I just, I, I try to put whatever I need into it. And so that way people can just take it in and, um, just feel it. And, and I've been even adding, um, um, one other thing. And I don't know if you guys have talked about it on your podcast, but, um, uh, uh angel re or angel lang or light language. Yeah. And so, uh, I've been now doing that where it's in the back of my head. I'm still, still new at it. So uh -huh. I'm still hearing the light language, but now I'm kind of thinking it as I'm playing it and providing it for people. Yeah. So you can't hear the language, but I'm coming through the, well, the flute. I mean, music is vibration, mm -hmm. and vibration is everything in this universe, right? Down to the smallest quarks yep. and you know subatomic yeah. stuff. But yeah, music is the ultimate connection between everything, yep. even rocks. You know, we talk about crystals; yeah. they all vibrate. Yeah, you know, and if you ever want to meditate, that's a perfect thing is to put on your CD. And just listen to the vibrations that come into your mind. And even if it's not mine, there's still plenty. There's so many <laughs> yeah. hundreds and thousands of people out there that have great stuff. And like I said, mine's just the flute. Mm -hmm. um, and when I do live ones, sometimes I'll add just like some nature sounds to okay. it. But uh, it's weird as how many people be like, like if I played like with a backing track or something like that, which I do, you know, I have a, I have a couple songs I've written, but I'll cover some of my friends that allow me to play their stuff, you know. Yeah. And they're just like... No, 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 no. Just play the flute. And I'm like, really? I'm like, I'm just trying to give you a little variety. No, 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 no. We just like the flute. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you know? So, um, but it, it is, it's so much fun. I really love doing that and, and getting to share it. And um, there's some opportunities in the new year that I'm, uh, you know, a couple new events that I might uh, get to play some more flute for. And, you know, the weirdest thing just popped in my head sure. while you were saying that is, Go to Miamisburg, go up on the top of the mound and sit and play the flute. You probably have done that, but I mean, no, not there. But that is—I don't great. know why that just popped in my mm -hmm. head. But I have—I mean, I've done it at a few places. Even like the old mill has had—you um, know—we even showcase um, the Potawatomi Indians that were in there, and there mm -hmm. was actually a burial ground on the outside of town. So it's—it's it's all over the place, mm -hmm. especially obviously the river where they got their water and fish yeah. and stuff. But uh, I played it there. The first time I played it, it didn't get a ton of reaction. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they were just kind of like taken back by it. Yeah. But I've done it a few more times, and you start to get a little bit, you know, because there is one native um, spirit that's in there uh, that we do have. Her are, name's Little Turtle. Are oh. they Is it tight? Is he or she tied to the artifacts that are in there? And that's the thing is we don't know because a lot, some, the majority of the Native American artifacts that are there mm -hmm. are mostly recreations or replicas oh, or reproductions okay. Um, okay. because to symbolize it. So, I mean, but yeah. there is in the showcase that's up there when you first go up there, it's on your left hand side. There's some arrowheads from the area. Mm -hmm. um, I think there was, um, 
think there was an axe, a stone, you know, a, yeah. a stone axe head, you know, type of thing. Um, so there's a few little stone artifacts that are still there. But um, but the majority of the other stuff that's on the other side is just more to, to get the idea of what they what they slept under, yeah. how they did their food, you know. And uh, but uh, yeah, it it still it works out. Yeah, it works out pretty know, good. The spirits that are there could be just spirits that were there before any of that was even there because True. that area was a very popular spot mm-hmm. for the Native Americans. Yeah. Do energies and spirits travel on the water more than we know? Because, like, Joe's got a creek back here, and I always wonder, like... Yes, I have water back prop- waterfront property. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> when it rains. I was going to say, you like it when it floods. <laughs> no, it really does. Well, that's what we've noticed at the old mills, because it's on the River Raisin. That's the weirdest thing. We it's We've had spirits that have come from other different areas, and it's interesting as when they've popped in some EVPs. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, why would they be saying that? And then you do some research on what it meant. And it ended up being stuff that was like in Detroit or something. Oh, okay. And you're going, well, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And it would. It, the, you know, We had one time where they were talking about this museum. That, it was called the McMullen. It's one of these EVPs that we have. And, and you just hear, you know, McMullen's a Jew was the it was the EVP. That's yeah. how it all came out. I can uh-huh. play it for you afterwards. But McMullen's a Jew. And as soon as we looked it up, there was a museum on Jewish heritage called uh-huh. the McMullen in downtown Detroit. Wow. And we're like, well, how did it get from there to there? So we always assumed it just traveled down and down the river and it showed up at the mill. You know? Do you get any activity in and around that area because of the um, river raisin battle that went on? Because Joe and I went out there one time and it was kind of... You know, <laughs> I mean, there. Well, that's the thing is that's on the seventy-five side, whereas uh-huh. the old mill's on the twenty-three side. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but the old mill does have um, a, a new a thing. I think they, I think it was commissioned in twenty nineteen. But they have a big board with a lot of information about the the battle that happened, okay. which is weird. You would think it'd be over there, but for some reason they they big right up there, right next to the the the, mm-hmm. the one side doors that goes into the buzz room, uh, a little little hall. But um, but they did that, so there's a lot of information. I haven't seen or we haven't really experienced a lot of like the, the, the you know, the, the people that were involved in the battle that came over. So we I've never seen it because, you know, you it would be pretty gruesome, I'm sure, yeah. considering what yeah. happened. Right. But, yeah, we, we just never have. So even with the signage, it didn't really attract anything to show up. But who knows? I mean, it, never say never. You never right. they, they might show up, you know, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't. Yeah. But it, over the at least the years that I've been there since 2012, nothing from over there has, has shown up. I mean, we had, there was one native spirit one time, but he, he never really said where he was from Mm -hmm. and he just wouldn't, he was a really mean sucker, but this guy, I guess, loved killing. Wow. Yeah. He just loved killing and he was very adamant about it. He just like, I, you know, and he was showing me how he was killing people and stuff. I mean, he was a warrior. He was a native warrior, but Uh like very territorial. I mean, just went through the whole thing and I'm like, dang, man, calm down. (laughs) Luckily he didn't stick around, but (laughs) so I don't think he was associated with the battle, but that's the the only other thing. And little turtle that's there, she's never talked to the battle. So, but you know, I've been wanting to go out there. I obviously got to go out there during daylight, but um, I I should, one of these days is finally make that go over there real quick. I mean, I pass it, you know, every week. So I should. Joe and I went out there. Um, They have a visitor center now. You know, that's really nice. It's very interesting. It's small, but there's a lot of detail and information in there. But, you know, it's weird because, like, that area, we've had people, like, we talked about this a hundred times, but, you know, like, a guy came to a garage sale and said he had a Bigfoot experience in that area. (laughs) My sister saw Native American on on a horse walking along the road, a spirit, like, you know, a ghost. 
I, I'll just call it ghosts. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you know that wow. that whole area that it, it's there's a lot of spookies. Dog Lady Island, the sure. legend of that. Um, what else was? Um, well, you just got to think about you know the battlefield itself, the River Raven Battlefield in Monroe. Two thousand bodies were stacked up where the road where the road that you drive through is now. That's where the there was two thousand bodies from one battle. So it was like know, a twenty minute battle, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, it yeah. was pretty quick. You know, you had three different factions, right? In that you had the American well, I shouldn't say American, you had the American soldiers. Right. You had the American Indians and the Canadians all meeting in that one spot and two thousand bodies in a twenty minute battle. I mean, would that be like totally overwhelming for you? It Even could. if you didn't know that that had happened and you were just driving through, you would just be like, oh. I think even just knowing it going in there, even with that notion, like I said, I I should just get over there one of these times and just go. But I'm sure when I walk in there, you know, if if it doesn't hit me right away, I'm sure there's going to be a spot that something traumatic happened that's just going to take stop me in my tracks. And, you know, I've been to, you know, other parks. I mean, obviously where I'm from, I mean, you can't investigate it, but unless you're there and in the right time, you know, I won't say the location, but it's a fort. Mm -hmm. And um, when you... I've been there, you know, at open public times, and you're darn right, I'm going to investigate what right. I'm there, you know. <laughs> so sure enough, I mean, I picked up a few interesting spots inside there. Yeah. And I'm like, I wonder, you know. The only thing I ever was able to prove was one at the one side of the fort, and it was weird because I I could look at it like maybe it came through as a little mm-hmm. kid when I, you know, did the tour as a little tiny kid, but, you yeah. know you know, 40 some years, you know, ago. Right. <laughs> Do I really remember what happened? But it was funny. I kept seeing all this thing and then, it, you know, I, okay, I'm, I'm done. And I looked at the signs and I read the signs. I'm like, Oh crap. I was just talking about that. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm like, but you know, so I, I did have yeah. to say, well, maybe it came back from a memory, you know, bank from when I was a little kid, because it's like, you know, who reads the signs, you know, as an mm-hmm. adult anymore, <laughs> but you right. know, unless it's a brand new place. But, we do. We're nerds. Yeah. We like to read the signs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, that's the thing is like, I try not to at first, so that we can say maybe I'll just kind of connect a little yeah, bit. Yeah, what yeah. What do we got? And then I'll read the sign. But yeah, um, but yeah. So I mean, there's there's definitely some places that you walk in there, you can't help but you know be hit in the face with it, and you're like, oh. And I mean, I've been well, the the well, they call it the Henry Ford now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or what used to be the Greenfield Village. Um, I remember walking in the one time it, where they, because a lot of those buildings were brought there, you know, mm-hmm. as, you know, uh, to end up being like a park and the ones that they have for the slaves. I remember walking in there. Now, yeah, I knew it was a slave thing, but I wasn't expecting the energy to just like smack me. Wow. And it was, I mean, as soon as I walked to the door of the thing, I was like, boom. And I'm like, and I remember, I'm like, and you get one person that's kind of talking about it. So my wife and kid, you know, younger kids were like listening to it, but I'm sitting inside like, <laughs> I'm trying oh, to stand up no. and I'm, and afterwards I'm like, what is wrong with you? I said, I don't know what was in here, but something was strong. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes, what were you doing that? I said, well, I didn't connect, connect. I yeah. just said, it. that energy just knocked me yeah. down and it so was because it was there. The built, the actual physical buildings are holding that yeah. energy. Oh, and what yeah. do they call it? What's Stone that? Tape Stone tape theory. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, all that, mm. you know, you think about all the, the conversations and the, the emotions and things that they just imprinted onto those yeah. walls. I mean, oh, and that's what I'm sure it was. It was just, I was there at the right moment being sensitive, just be like, oh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it, it's good because, you know, you, you, 
there's some validation to it that you know that this isn't just some house they found on the side of the road and just moved it there. You know, there really is yeah. something to yeah. it that, yeah. that kind of supports that, you know, there was some traumatic events or, you know, things that happened inside there. And to be, have it moved that far. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we're all the way up here in Detroit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And to still hold it after all those yeah. years and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. A lot of those houses there, you walk in there, and it's funny, too, is sometimes you can get the right the right little tour guide or the one that will answer your questions. You'll be like, is there anything going on here? You know, you kind of, yeah. like, whisper it to them, and some of them will just blow you off, you know, but some of them will be like, yeah, yeah, there yeah, is. And then, you know? oh my God. then after you leave, they're going, hey, know about this stuff. You is, know? There, <laughs> is there a certain time where the spirits just no longer remain? Like, you know, like, ancient egyptians who lived 2500 years ago or 3000 years ago i mean are the spirits still there or does it get to a point where it's like it's been so long that they've been dead that they just fade into the wherever they go you know and that's the thing is you've never i mean and i don't know how many people have even tried but you know especially like the pyramids i mean Who's ever really done a hardcore paranormal yeah. investigation there? But Zig Baggins. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, you'd be somebody like that. But, yeah, right. <laughs> but you would think that, you know, any of those places, I mean, you know, is, is there still something there? Or is it the fact that they just aren't vocal enough or, you know, wanting? I mean, you know, they always say, well, there's so many people that have died. I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. How is how are we not walking through some dead person every few steps? You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. so yeah, I but I think it, it just or a comes, dinosaur, right? Well, yeah, I've heard that too. You know, like, why are we walking through those or seeing something? Yeah. The Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> exactly. Is, is, there, is there a Tyrannosaurus Rex here that wants to talk to yeah. us? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's interesting is that, that even then noise. with the the, it seems like the ones that are you know obviously you get the cranky ones that have had a horrible. Mm-hmm. existence mm-hmm. they always seem to somehow stick around they never go they always want to stick around so you always get these cranky ones and then you still have the nice ones but it seems like the nice ones are just lost they couldn't yeah. find how to get home get home yeah. and the others you never hear about the ones that come and do quick visits so you know all i've ever been known in, in experience is that you know you can have you know your loved ones come and visit you and give you messages mm-hmm. whether you they give you a dream yeah or whether they give you a little coin penny yep. you know whatever Sorry. it is or or anything else sometimes yeah or you know you're <laughs> two, in your two, two. right yeah. I, it's funny earlier i hit yeah. him up i it was i just happened to look at the clock it was two 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 yeah. and i'm like well that's a sign today isn't it yeah. So, but yeah i mean so you but you never hear them doing true hauntings of anybody either so they get to go as, as i've always heard and known is that they get to come and go especially you know they can you know, wherever you want to call it. I mean, okay, I'll yeah. say heaven just because it's, yeah. we, yeah, we know it's just... it. But they come, they can go up there and they can come down and visit, you know. And I always say, if you really want them, is you have to ask them. So, I mean, if you really are missing your dad or your, your mom or something like that or grandma, hey, you know, can you be here with me today? I could really use you. Yeah. And now it's a, it's a rule, as I've been told uh-huh. and what they tell me, it's a rule. They have to show up. Now, however they communicate with you. It, that mm-hmm. you may not be sensitive enough to see it or see the sign because it could be so small. And yeah. a lot of people miss signs. Mm-hmm. You know, I see angel feathers a lot. Okay. And uh, But the problem is, is they're so small yeah. because they know I'm, I'm always aware and watching for them. So they're these teeny, it's not this big feather falling in front of me, right? but these teeny little things. And I have photos of it and I'll show people how small they really are. And they're just blown away. I'm like, what? but I said, I've captured them. Mm-hmm. And when I went to look at them, they disappear right in my hand. Oh, wow. 
So it gets even more. So yeah. So yeah. sometimes the messages that these people are just aren't seeing. So, but yeah, the whole point was, yeah, there's a good chance that, you know, if the areas are completely abandoned, mm-hmm. they're probably going to get to the point where they're going to have to go someplace. Yeah. Cause you know, even then like if a building or something gets flattened and there's nothing there, they're not going to be on the ground for that much longer. At least that's my opinion. I yeah. can't see yeah. them hanging out in an open piece. I well, think they're going to want that interaction. We had discussed one time about when Hurricane Katrina went through New Orleans mm-hmm. that all the buildings were washed away. The spirits got physically, this is what somebody said, they just got washed yeah. away yep. and they're just gone. Mm-hmm. You know, there may have been an old haunted uh, plantation, but the storm came through and it destroyed it and all that energy just yeah. either went into the ocean or whatever water body or whatever. And I just thought we were thinking about that, you know, like what happens if a natural disaster comes through and the spirits are, are in a building that gets destroyed? Right. Where do they go? I guess you can look at it like what happened, you know, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. like in Kentucky and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean, are they going to linger or did they go with the, the, the energy of the storm? Yeah. You know, and but yeah, I mean, even then, like what you said with the hurricane, I mean, you got all that. Oh, it yeah. It blows my mind. I'm yeah. like, I'll be up all night thinking about yeah. this. But all that all that water, I mean, water yeah. is a great cleanse of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of, I mean, that, I mean, just jumping in a shower cleanses yeah. you. I and know, that's the whole right? Thing. I'm a Pisces. I love the water. Yeah. You're a Pisces? No, I'm a Sagittarius. Oh. I'm this month. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, but with all that, yeah, there's mm-hmm. always that chance that the, mm-hmm. the, 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 they'll move on, you know, yeah. whether somebody helps them or not i think it's just nothing's going on i i think there's just that that we all have we all have that passion or that need to want to know something or or be into something or be a part of something and if it's not there they're going to have to find another place to go yeah i always wonder because like sometimes you evict us you know this is what i hear we evicted the spirit. Like, where do they go? Are they like going over to kmart's and hang out in the parking lot or something you know (laughs) like waiting for somebody to come by and be like I'm getting in this uh, Ford Focus. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Cruise Change. around to leave. They changed their focus. <laughs> right. Literally. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Yeah. The, yeah. You know, one time in the show, we have to have a bad pun. And sure. like, like, wouldn't be the two, two, we got to make sure everybody's paying podcast. attention at this point in the That's show. That's right. <laughs> Wake up. Right. We're talking to you. Have you ever, now this is probably something you don't do or do for fun, yeah. but. Have you ever remote viewed to a location just to see what it looked like? Like maybe an old fort or, you know, not someone's house where right. you're actually going in and right. going through their drawers, but remote view to a location just to see what it's like. Yes. I can't tell you the one yeah. that I wish I could because I, I don't need anybody knocking on my door. <laughs> now, it was not anything. Um, it wasn't like a, 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 a government facility. Yeah. I wouldn't do that because, you know, there's even there's all kinds of stories. Because they'll remote you. you right. Like, right. You yeah, haven't so. been kid- kidnapped, <laughs> yeah. right, to like do this by the government. <laughs> right. They're tapping our podcast. Well, that, like I said, that's <laughs> some re- even research when I looked into that more because I was, you know, there's um, you can get into a, a discussion of remote viewing and astral projection. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, if you really look at them, 
they're pretty darn close. I mean, they really are if you look at them. I mean, there's some little subtle changes and things how I see it, but, you know, it, it's pretty dark. That could be like three more podcasts right it there, is, right? <laughs> like we start going yeah, in that direction. We're is. like, oh, crap. But, but I did go to a place um, and, and checked it out. Mm-hmm. And then uh, because I was so curious because, you know, you – you see photographs, but you don't see it as much in a, in a great video where it's just like, you know, going to all the different rooms and things like that. Yeah. It was always like, okay, you see a photo of this room. Yeah. Okay. But what's in between when you go to the next room and the what do the hallways look like? So um, I've done that a couple of times to, to just, oh, what's this all I'm gonna about? Write, yeah. I'm going to write it down and after the show, yeah. you tell me if I, if I have the right Okay, location. go for it. Go but for I, it. you know, I'm a huge history buff. Yeah. And I love going to museums and all that. And I think if I had that ability, I'd spend all my time going through museums and stuff. You right. Know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's the thing. I just try to make sure that it's not, you know, most of the time it's always got to, I try to make, well, if it's a public place like a park or something like that, that, that I've done, uh, you know, which is easy, you know, I've, you know, one to just keep the practice going, yeah. you know, just not that you get truly rusty at it, but you know, it's nice to just do a park. And then, yeah. um, what's even better is, is when you do it, you take notice of things. Maybe there's a, like a pop can or something here or, or some litter or whatever. And then you go, you quickly drive there. Oh yeah. And then you go and make sure that what you saw was still there. Oh, that's cool. So that's, that was one of the exercises too. Once you get used to doing it from Uh the class, you go to a spot you've never been to in the area that were wherever the class is being held. And then you go see if you can find the exact same things you saw. That's cool. Yeah. So that's, but it just helps to show you that, you know, yeah. you, you're on your way. That fascinates but, me. I like, yeah. I'm always have like 8 million questions. Like, oh, yeah. Let me pick your brain about this. <laughs> that's the great thing is there's just, there's so much. Yeah. I know. And do we know it all? I mean, no. we know. But, you know the more we know, the, the, the more we know, the less we know. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I love it. For I sure. love it. Yeah. I just, I'll never stop learning. That's the, my big thing too, is like whatever I can learn or pick up with and, you know, expand or develop, you know I mean? As I said, I've tried to come up with different ways of cleansing a home. Yeah. You know, and I'm talking just cleaning it, just getting all the, the negativity off the walls mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. But, uh, um, and I've tried different, you know, even removals, you know, trying to get a, a, a spirit out of there, you know, so that way it gives them a, a fighting chance. Because, yeah. you know, I know there's um, discussions and things of, well, can you really get rid of, you know, something from a home? Well, you can, but the thing is, is it's up to the homeowner then yeah. next. Because if yeah. the homeowner, does, you know, just like, hey, my door's open. Yeah. Well, now we're going to start they all over with something in. brand new. So, yeah. you know, you can help get rid of things. But then, the, I like for me, I have to coach the owner for weeks, sometimes months to make sure they're sticking with my homework. I give them homework. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We've heard that many times of house cleansing. You got to keep up the cleansing. Yes. You know, you got to keep your house clean. Right. Right. You know, and it's just a simple, like for me, I call it a prayer. I give them a simple prayer that they even have the opportunity to add some, their own words into it. So it's theirs. So they feel the power behind it. And that's what's cool. I give them a, I give them some things to put in, and then I said, "You add your stuff in there, even if they're religious too. Throw that in there too. Yeah. Go for it." And then I said, "You got to say that a couple times a day." Mm-hmm. And I said, "You you say that if, you know for a couple months, and then we'll 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 I'll come back and we'll do a little that's walk cool. around." Yeah. yeah. So. But Adam, we want yeah. to thank you so much yes. for coming. Finally, <laughs> finally, you're on the show. To you. Thank you guys it's, so yeah. much. I appreciate it. It's awesome. It was Enjoying awesome. Enjoying our. Christmas spectacular. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. It's been amazing. But yeah, yeah, you know, welcome back anytime. 
and can. we have many, many rabbit holes that we need to go down. <laughs> you certainly can. Yeah. That's For the sure. great part about it is just having the, the discussions yeah. and, and being able to throw their... Even no matter if we're right or wrong, it's just we're, we're going to at least get some information on the table for everybody to think yeah, about and ponder. For sure. yeah. And if anybody wanted to check out your websites, your music, um, you know, your group or the old mill, can you direct them yeah. to the social media? <laughs> Easiest thing for me, especially for the the psychic medium chef, is uh, go to Facebook, look up Adam the Black Swamp Medium. Um, makes it really easy so yep. you don't yeah. have to worry about any weird spellings uh, <laughs> if you're interested in the music it's adam hawkins uh i don't have websites um i was i had every intention of doing websites i had one for the music but then i didn't i, I started doing so much more paranormal and yeah. that it just i couldn't keep up with it so it's still there but you can also go to facebook and look up adam hawkins music and see that there uh, of course, you can do the the equivalent with YouTube. So, um, but most of the time, if you're going to see some of the music, I've been combining the music with over on my uh, mediumship page. Um, and then, obviously, if you if you're interested and you guys are, you know, um, especially anybody that's listening up in Southern Michigan, not that there's a million teams all over the place, <laughs> right. but uh, um, you know, we're the Spirit World Paranormal Investigations (SWPI). Uh, we host public and private investigations at the Old Mill Museum, so you can just look up. You can even look up Haunted Old Mill, and that'll uh, get you plenty yeah. of information, not only on Facebook but uh, on uh, uh, on the websites and things. But uh, yeah, and we do a Parafest in November, so if anybody, you know, we don't know, you know, right now we're still waiting for our numbers from November of this year, you know, how we did, uh, and then we'll uh, we'll start making some, you know, figure, figure out who we want to speak, you know, have speak and things like that, so we'll... <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a, it's a choking, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, well, we usually try to have things worked out to where we know we're going to be doing things mm -hmm. by the end of spring or so, and if we're going to have one in November, so that's always kind of fun. And you know, it's a little bit more intimate. Uh, you know, usually you can get you know anywhere from seventy to hundred people that are yeah. there and stuff. So it's a nice size and mm -hmm. um, yeah. plenty yeah. of speakers all day long. And uh, you know, so there's that. And, uh, other than that, uh, and then obviously with the, back to the music thing, you can go on all the major download sites, uh, you know, the iTunes, Google Play, and mm -hmm. um, the Amazon. They all have them. Uh, you know, if you see me at a show, you know, where, if I'm vending, I'll have hard copies of CDs and things like that. Amazon's got a few of them, but just make sure... <laughs> Just make sure you don't go to the one that's like selling my CD for like 30 some dollars. Oh, yeah. I saw that once. I'm like, who is selling it for 30? I'm like, no, no. Yeah. I mean, I lose, I didn't get to pick the Amazon one, but I'm like, don't buy that one. I'm like, <laughs> so somebody you, somebody yeah. was selling an autographed copy of one of my books one time for like $86. And I'm like, cha-ching, there you go. Right, where's my need that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I sold like, I don't, I'm like, who was giving away my book, right? It was probably like, you know, it was some relative or something. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't do it. Joe's like, casino money. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. thank you for yes, coming in. appreciate you nice. so, much. so much. Yes, appreciate and it. Anytime. Like we always say, please go up to our website. We have t-shirts for sale. Helps us pay for gas to go to the conventions. So get on up there and support the show. Yeah. Share the show because it's, it's a great message and we really enjoy having um adam on and let's leave with some black friday holiday from dead in five all right take care everybody we'll talk to you next week bye-bye <laughs>